Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Welcome to the Asper NBC Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Ryan. Today, we are back at the NBC Sports Charlotte Studios, where we have Renaissance man Kyle Petty <laughs> returning for... You're probably up there with Steve Wittari. This is probably your fifth or sixth time, I think, you've been on the podcast. I don't know, man. three years? Yeah, I, I know. know. This I was is... on early, and then you didn't invite me back for a long, long time. Oh, no, man. Then they forced you to have me back this time, so that's okay. We're you're good. You're always invited. <laughs> always invited. But there is a purpose for this one. For the third straight year, we're doing our pre-Kyle Petty yes. charity ride podcast overview. And this is the 24th year. 24th year. And we were just talking before we got started here. We'll talk about the ride here in a little bit, but let's start with where it's ending. That is in Greensboro, North Carolina at the Victory Junction Camp. Camp. Yeah, Camp. And this is the first time we've ended there since 2010. Uh, And before we started this, I had to call somebody and find out when the last time we ended there (laughs) because we've gone through there a few times. Um, And obviously, all the money that we've raised really since 2000 for the ride has gone to build the camp and to maintain the camp. Um, The charity ride, the Cal Petty Charity Ride, is one of the founding members. We built the water park. Uh, continue to be its largest donor every year uh, to camp. So it is a, it's a huge part of what camp is, has been. They're two separate entities. They do so much together, and they're so intertwined that people at camp think the ride is part of that, and people that go on a ride think they're part of camp. Uh, and they really are. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they're more like brother and sister than they are uh, one entity. Because 100% of the ride's proceeds, charity proceeds, go to the camp. Yes, much. Okay. yes, and we, yes 100%. We started a, a little bit of a, um, of a trust fund. Uh, so that if we ever get to that place, and I'm not sure we will ever get to that place where I won't jump on a motorcycle and ride, but if we ever get to it, we'll have a big enough or a large enough trust uh, to be able to continue forever or for a, a long period of time to donate a substantial amount of money to camp. So we're pretty excited about that, too. That'll be after Kyle Petty's gone, but we don't envision that yes. anytime in the long next time, long time. three, four decades, <laughs> at least. As long as you're alive, you're going to be yeah. riding a motorcycle. Exactly. So this year, starting in Portland, Maine on May 5th, and again, ending in Greensboro, North Carolina on May 11th, 225 participants, including a record of more than 25 new riders. Yeah. Do you know who some of those two dozen, more than two dozen people are? No, I do not. Um, <laughs> so nobody famous in other words. No, no, no. No, yeah. un, no George Rogers is back. You know, George okay. Rogers went with us last year. And I laughed last year because we had two Heisman Trophy winners with Herschel right. Walker and, and with George Rogers. And their banner about the Heisman process and winning it and all that stuff, that was a lot of fun. But, you know, Ricky Craven's going with us this year. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, yes, there, he's one he's of our famous Ricky Craven, person, yeah, writer, okay. ESPN and... Um, I know we're probably not supposed to say those four letters in, in a row on, <laughs> I'm on this. Bleep that out. <laughs> yeah, on this. But Ricky's going with us, uh, Mr. Maine, and, and that's the funny part. We're, here's our deal this year: 
Last year we left Portland, Oregon. Oh, right. And right. we went to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So Morgan and I were up at, at NBC and, and Stanford, and we drove up to New Hampshire. So we decided we'd go up along the coast of Maine, see some lighthouses. So we got to Portland, and I went, oh, my gosh, this would be great. Let's just send a flyer to all of our riders that say, we're leaving from Portland, <laughs> and then Maine in really small print. So they'll think we're going from the same place again. Yeah. And it was amazing. We sent it out, and we said Portland, Maine. But so many people that go on the ride were like, we just left there. Is this last year's? Did we get the wrong email? Uh, but it, it's it's pretty cool. It's really pretty up there. Jeff Gluck is going to show up at some area in Portland with uh, his yeah. chaps and his That's helmet. Exactly like, hey, right. man, where's the ride? <laughs> I thought you said it was starting here. Okay, we got to end the podcast right now because Jeff Gluck and chaps just went to another place. <laughs> I can't go well, there. <laughs> just me saying the word yeah, chaps know, to take you to a completely different place. Okay, so we're starting in Portland, Maine, and you mentioned all these new people. Oh, Ricky Craven. Let's talk about that for a minute. That's that's pretty cool. Like, how does a guy like that get involved? Does he just contact you? Is it something? No. You're talking here's about what or? happened. I contacted him. Let me. T- long many years ago, one of the first races, might have been the first race, that they ran at Homestead. Um, Ricky was running the, what was the Bush Series then, and I rode my motorcycle to, to Homestead and mm-hmm. drove the race and got a phone call and had to get back home quick, and Ricky hauled my motorcycle back for me in his hauler when he was worked out of Concord down here. And from that moment on, I, it sat over there, and he, and he said, I'm going to ride it. I said, ride it anytime you want to ride it, man. Just jump on it and go. So I finally went and picked it up. So I've been on him every year. you got to go with me, and he's on me to go on his snowmobile. He does his snowmobile thing. So when we decided to leave Portland, Maine, I just called him up, and I said, hey, dude. I said, serious, we've talked about this for 20 years, you going on a motorcycle ride, basically. Would you be interested in short days? It's not long days this year. We're doing a totally different kind of ride this year. Would you be interested? And he said, yeah. He's already got his bike shipped. It's already there. He's already got his stuff together. He's called Morgan and talked to her about you know, what kind of stuff he's going to need, which really you need nothing. You just need, don't need anything. You just come with your your gear and your bike, and that's it, and we take care of everything else. Herschel McGriff going to be back? Herschel year? McGriff will be, and I think Herschel okay. is, what, 92, 93? Yeah. Wow. Yes. I want you to think about that. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I know. In, in my mind, in my mind, this is a funny thing. When we talk Herschel McGriff, who's nominated for the Hall of Fame people, he drove from Portland, Oregon, uh, ran the first race at Darlington, and then when the race was over with, drove back. Uh, and when I asked him what highways he took, and we were talking about it, he just said he laid a ruler on an atlas and stayed as close to that straight line as he could. Um, they didn't have the, Google Maps. No, that. they didn't have that. <laughs> and and then he's riding motorcycles with it. It's right. funny. We got to, um, oh, God, where's the Corn Palace? Uh, Mitchell, South Dakota. Oh, right. Yeah, Mitchell, South We got the Mitchell, South Dakota. Herschel McGriff had lived in Mitchell, Mitchell South Dakota <laughs> at some point in time in his life. I guess if you've been here 90-some years, Probably you've lived a lot Probably pre-World War II, yeah. yeah. So... Um, <laughs> He said, hey, can I invite my sister over? And we're like, yeah, bring her on over. And he said, oh, she'll, she'll drive over. She's 94. She was 94 last year. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what kind of genes does this family have? He's not, he'll, I think he'll be 92 or 93 this year, still rides, rode a, a gold wing straight across. I think he might ride a trike this year, but he rode a gold wing last year all the way across. So uh, it's pretty cool. He, Donnie Allison, uh, Harry Gant. All those guys, they're just – David Reagan's going with us. He'll come – he's coming back and going with us. Trying to talk Kenseth into it. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I, I know. Kenseth give you my recorder if he, you do He that. went a few years, you know. Kenseth went a few years, and then um, he keeps having 
little girls, so he has to stay at home. <laughs> yeah. He has to stay. Home. I might have a little girl. I don't know, but he has to stay at home. And um, so I, I wish. I hope he can come. I hope he gets out of the house at some point in time. Yeah, I would like to hear about that as well. Okay, so nine states in seven days. You just mentioned Kyle that normally the, the rides are much longer. This yes. is shorter days. Uh, any reason why you guys decided to go that way? Yes, there is. Uh, one, there's two reasons. Uh, the, the 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 main reason is we try not to ride interstates. Uh, no matter what we do, we try to stay off the the interstates. And the problem on the East Coast, uh, and especially the Northeast, with the population being so dense, you can't make any time. You just can't go anywhere um, at, at any rate of speed. You you can go eight hours, and you've only gone 150 miles, 200 miles on back roads, on right. back roads, because you're right. going through small cities and small uh, small communities. So that's one reason. Uh, the other reason is that last year uh, we were – we were doing the site inspection, Morgan and myself, and we came through Darwin, Minnesota. And in Darwin, Minnesota, for you people out there, there resides the world's largest ball of twine assembled by one man, which is a fantastic tourist attraction. Uh, so Morgan and I stopped, had a photo taken with the ball of twine, and put it on our list of places to stop. And everybody just joked about it. Everybody, oh, what are we going to the world's largest ball of twine? We stopped. The entire city of Darwin came out. I mean, we just shut down the entire city. Uh, the mayor gave us a key to the city, which a key to the city of Darwin is a piece of twine that has fallen off the ball of twine, and they just put it on a little, they mount it on a little piece of wood, and that's your key to the city. You have an official piece of the ball of twine. <laughs> so I have one. That's a big deal. It's a pretty dang big deal for me. This year, we decided we were going to do something, the same kind of thing, because we couldn't ride long. We were going to visit some areas. So we are going to leave Portland on the 5th, Portland, Maine, and we're going to New Hampshire, going to the Speedway. Uh, our crowd, our riders are huge race fans. They love racing. They love everything that has to do with it. Um, so we're going to, to New Hampshire. Uh, we'll have lunch at New Hampshire, and then we're going to Albany, New York. On Sunday morning, we get up. We're leaving Albany, New York, and we're going to where – what is it? Beth uh, – Oh, uh, Be- is it Bethel? We're Woodstock. We're Woodstock. Right? Yeah, so we're going to Woodstock. Okay. We're going to the Woodstock Museum. Yeah. Uh, we're going down and have our photo taken in the field down <laughs> where the stage was. That's that's our big group photo this year. Then we're going over to Mount Airy Casino in Pocono. Then the next day, we get up. We're going to the Speedway at Pocono, which is Monday. Then we're going down to Nazareth, Pennsylvania, to the Martin Guitar Factory. Uh, and from there, we go over to Mannheim Auto Auction, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, which is in Mannheim Auto Auction. It's the world's largest auto auction. We're going to stay in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. We're going to stay an extra day to visit visit the Amish country. There's Hershey Park. There's so many. Sure. There's an Amish village. There's so much around there. We just wanted our riders to have a day off to be able to do things. Following day, we get up. We go to York. We go through York. We visit the Harley factory. Uh, that's Wednesday. We visit the Harley factory. Uh, and we go on down to Winchester. Then we get up from Winchester and the following day, and we go down to the Shenandoah National Park. Uh, we end up in Hot Springs, Virginia, uh, home of Rick Mast. Rick Mast is going to come out and see us over there, so he'll come. Uh, then we leave there, and we're going down to Victory Junction and uh, my dad's museum. So when I look at this ride, we've got two stock car tracks, two racetracks in New Hampshire and Pocono, two music-related items in um, Woodstock and Martin Guitars. We've got Harley-Davidson, which is straight-up American, uh, we've got a national park, 
and then we've got a national legend in Richard Petty, and then we've got the camp. So <laughs> it's our Americana tour. This is the most. This Americana. is only stuff that you can see on the Kyle Petty Shade ride, and only stuff you're going to experience in America. Only all inspired by the ball of twine. All inspired by a ball of twine, man. <laughs> is this That's the, it. This is the first off day in the 24-year history of the. Ride? We had one other off day. Okay. Um, and when we stayed at the tides uh, up in up around Williamsburg, up around the the coast there in Norfolk, around that area, there was a hotel there. Um, and it was really nice. Got, people went fishing. People just rode. Uh, if you stay in a nice area where there's plenty of riding and there's nice nice stuff to do, then that's good. But this year, you know, it's a short distance. We're only 1,500, 1,600 miles. So uh, it was tough. To, we were going to have to do a lot of zigging and zagging to turn this ride into a <laughs> seven- or eight-day ride. <laughs> Is it as physically taxing then that you that your guys aren't I mean, when you're out west i would presume not having been on it but just yeah. seeing the photos you guys are on these interstates yeah. for long stretches of time there's probably not a lot of cars you guys yeah. kind of are all in your own yeah, you caravan lost. is it almost is it easier to maybe do that ride than this ride because it's so it's it's even though it's longer it's it's maybe you know not you know what confined I, here's the way i look i think yes i'm gonna give you a yes on that in a lot of ways it is easier because uh, it's easier to do those other rides. This ride becomes a harder ride, and as, so what I mean by that. And the reason I say that is because we're going to be in on a lot smaller roads, going through a right. lot more cities, right. with a lot more jurisdictions, with a lot more opportunities <laughs> for things to just go wrong. You know what I mean? When <laughs> we're out like there, Kyle riding, Petty's kind of ride. Yeah, when we're out there <laughs> riding, I mean, you just get lost in the, in the scenery. You get lost in the sure. mountains and in the big sky and in the desert and in the wildlife. You know, and here it's going to be a little bit different. So uh, the only – the good part about this is we're going to be stopping probably every hour, hour and a half. So we're not going to be on the bikes for a long period of time. Obviously, the, the people out west know you guys. Yeah. Any anticipated, like, pushback from – sometimes I've, I've lived in the Northeast, Kyle, and I've noticed that <laughs> the people aren't there up there aren't always the most friendly of sorts. They oh, they're going to They're a little provincial. Are, yeah. are you okay with that? Yeah, they're going to be friendly to us. How can you not be friendly to us? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, no, I'm going to – I will say this. It has been the places that we're going from Portland, uh, Albany, the, those cities that you wouldn't think of as being race cities or you wouldn't think of as being cities that wouldn't to say, okay, oh, my gosh, we're bringing 200 motorcycles and all these people or whatever it is. They have been over accommodating. It's been, it's been amazing. Albany has been spectacular uh, to work with, and so has Portland, those two cities. Now, once we get to Pocono, they know who we are. You know, once we get to <laughs> yeah, Lancaster, very true. Very true. yeah, sorry, man. We're going to the Mannheim Auto Auction. All we got to do is say <laughs> Mannheim because right. you can't believe how big this auto auction is. But, I mean, it's – so the farther south we come, yeah, you get we get back in the heart of what – what stock car or what NASCAR racing is. But you don't have to do much of a sales job with Albany or Portland because the, the reputation of the ride has grown to a place where yes. you can say it. And, and it has. Know it. Yeah. You know, here's the funny part. This is, this is an, it's an incredibly strange thing. Um, we started this ride, and, and I know and it, just a group of us just wanted to ride. But through the years, after 23, 24, this will be our 24th year, this ride has, with law enforcement, uh, with hotels like Marriott and Hilton and places like that. Um, when we look at the Westons places, uh, that, that those large hotel chains, uh, when we look at different cities and the state patrol and all that, it has a, an incredible reputation. I mean, we call up and you say, hey, we're going to become, oh, yeah, 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 we've seen it, we've read about it, we saw the thing on NBC last year, or we've got a guy here that transferred from this part of the state and y'all rode through. So... It's a different group of riders. They don't look at it as, you know, a lot of times you say we're coming in on motorcycles. And the first connotation is, you know, 
the wild bunch. You yeah. know what I mean, but it, but the, I think they've got it. <laughs> we've we've kind of shed that reputation a little bit, and we're older, so yeah. we have shed shed it a yeah. little bit. Twenty fourth year, kind of moving on a little bit in life. So Shenandoah National Park will be the thirteenth national park that you guys yeah. visit on the ride. That might, yeah. that, that's an important part. That's then obviously we've incorporated that kind huge of part, thing. huge part. You know, we've been to to Bryce Canyon, we've been to Moab. Uh, been through the Grand Canyon, went through Yellowstone last year, the Badlands last year. Um, and it's amazing. It's hard to hit national parks on the East Coast because there's not a lot right, of national right. parks on the yeah, East exactly. Coast. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's it's a rarity when you can go through one and, and go around. So that's been a goal. We've kind of started looking at that and saying, okay, as we do our rides, let's hit as many as we can. And that's become a part of it. And, and the Park Service, uh, they've been incredibly accommodating um, everywhere we've been uh, to work with us. So that's... This is another one we can write off. Woodstock and the Martin Guitar Factory. Obviously, those perk my ears up a little bit. Yes. And, and no, no planned guests, I take it, for Woodstock. You're not going to be invited, no. like, no, I Who wish. or Santana. How great or would Sammy. that be? How, how great would that be? <laughs> and, and Maybe they'll hear about it and Roger yeah, Dalton. Maybe they'll hear about up. it and just come on up there, and maybe yeah. it won't rain. I hope not. You know I mean? I don't want any of that while they're there. But, <laughs> yeah, um, good point. Good you know, point. we went, and, and Morgan and I went on the site inspection, and... It's an incredible place. Is it? It really is. I mean, it is. It's hard to imagine, for me, what that place was in '69. You know, yeah. what I mean, it's it's hard to imagine how some kid from New York City or how some kid from Philadelphia or how some kid heard about it and said, "Oh yeah, that's where we're going." Right. We're just going to drive over right. there. You know what I mean? And then to get there, and there's no way in and no way out, and you just <laughs> right. pull off and park and walk, and then you think about the acts that were there. You know, the, the, the amount of talent that was in that one place. It, that's, that's what, when I look back, you know, you've got the A, A group and the B groups and the C groups. My God, the D groups went on to sell gold records and sell. I mean, they were just legends. Everybody that was there. Um, it would be like going to, a, to Daytona and a race broke out with all the great drivers of the last 60 years. Right. You know what I mean? It, right. It's that kind of thing. <clears throat> so everybody came to this field. And it, this huge thing broke out, and that's the way it was. So I'm, I am really excited about that. The museum is pretty amazing to walk through. I want to go see it now. Do they still have like the outlines of like where the stages were? Like yeah, yeah, you see um, where the where the museum is up on top of the hill. If you're standing facing the museum to your left, uh, the hill kind of rolls down to the pond. You see the pond in the background in a lot of pictures and people bathing in the pond and all that. And it just kind of really, and it's just like a natural amphitheater almost. Wow. And you can see how the people would just be, I mean, you could be, you, you can be almost a quarter mile away and still see the stage. You know what I mean? Still actually see what it is. But it amazes me when I start thinking about the sound and right. the group. I mean, what kind of technology? Remember, they right. still had tubes right. and amps then. Right. You know what I mean? It was like, and just raining on the amps and it's raining on everything. But it's, it's a, it's a really, and, and listen, and you love music. And, and I will say this, there are places that you go, and, and I, I have felt this way my whole life. And, and when I go to Daytona, I feel this way. When I, when I went to Augusta for the first time, when I went to Indianapolis for the very first time, when I went to Churchill Downs for the first time, you feel the ghost. Yeah. You feel the history. The mystique. Yeah. The aura. And, yeah, it's the aura, and it's, it's almost spiritual. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, my gosh, that touches your soul. When you go to Woodstock, it's the same feeling. Wow. I mean, you walk in, and you look down— and then you go down to where the stage was, and you look back up, and it's like, what must these guys yeah. have thought? You know yeah. what I mean? When they came out, and they look into a <laughs> sea of people. I mean, we're not talking, 
you know, we're not talking Daytona 500 crowds. We're talking massive people. We're right. talking millions, right. it, felt, it felt like. And it had to have felt that way to these people. Yeah. And then 50 years ago, somebody would just, like, walked into this guy's farm and said, yeah, this is it. Th- yeah. This is where this concert, this, obviously, no one's going to be so epic. But, like yeah. you said, they knew that the acoustics or whatever, oh, yeah. everything would work well in that little valley. It's That's crazy. It is crazy. It is, it is really a cool place. How far from Watkins Glen do you think? Um, because <laughs> now this is going on my list. That's a good question. Like it's year. over here. It's probably too far. No, it's not as far as New York City. How far is New York City? Three hours? I think. Can't something be like more it. than two hours. Okay. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a good little side trip. I had something to do in August. Yeah. Uh, so Martin Guitar Factory. What are you guys doing there? Anything? In Taking particular? the tour, man. Just doing the tour. I've okay. taken the tour a million times in my lifetime. I bought. I saved my money working for my dad and bought my first Martin guitar when I was 16 years old. Oh, and it was like I could have bought a car. You know what I mean? I mean that. I mean honestly, that's how. And still have that guitar. But every time, probably every two or three years when we go to Pocono, um, I just drive down. We'll drive down and then walk through the museum to see if they've got any anything new that they've purchased, anything. I think Chris Martin is going to be there this time, and I've never met him, which I'm really excited about that. But he just is, to go through. Is he the founder? Or he is a great-grandson or great-great-grandson. Okay. He's Yeah, part of the family. Part of the family. But um, as you go to... To walk in the place and then to walk back and watch the craftsmanship. Look, I still like going to race shops and watching them build race cars. You know what I mean? They There are mechanics in this sport um, and fabricators that are artists. You know what I mean? They are. Yeah. They truly are. Yeah. They're, they're just, if they could do, they're just artisans who could just build anything. Just using sheet metal just on using like sheet English metal. wheels. That's and right. That sort of just stuff. rolling yeah, yeah. and bending and yeah. welding. Um, and I, I go there and it's the same thing, but it's just with wood. And the inlays and the types of woods and the grains and the way they match them and the way they finish and the way they finesse them. I mean, it's and it's all done by hand. So it's pretty it's pretty amazing to see one go in, go in one end, how they start and how they come out the other. That end. is amazing. I'm going to show some of my deficient musical knowledge here. Most famous musician you use a Martin. Is anybody in particular who comes to mind for you? Well... Aside name one that doesn't. Name, name one that doesn't. <laughs> okay, that's, that, that, that's you're, how you're, you're closer to that. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you get Martin is a. If we go back, Cash used one, uh, Elvis used one, yeah. Clapton and his unplugged mm-hmm. um, use. I mean, if you go back to almost it, there's, I I would venture to say, I would venture to say, and and you'd have to prove me wrong. Somebody would have to show me, tell, document it to say that. From and it doesn't make any difference whether it's from country to punk to grunge to whatever. A Martin has been in somebody's hands at some point hmm. in time. I mean, that's how they are the guitar of this country. I mean, honestly, and I love Gibsons. I'm, right. I'm a Gibson right. fan too, believe right. me. Um, but when I look at the Martin and you look at the history and you look at what they've done, Roy Rogers, Gene Autry, I mean, we go back to, to that kind of music. You go back to flat picking. You go back to... Um, Merle, I mean, we can go everywhere, and it's big in bluegrass, big a lot of places, but they're, it's a huge guitar. This is somewhat apropos that we're having this conversation. You're, maybe this is part of the reason it's on the tour, because you have recently restarted oh. your musical career. Uh, that's <laughs> is not that fair reason, to say? That's not reason it's on the tour, but <laughs> okay. yes, I have, as a matter of fact. And I'm, playing, okay. I'm playing in Bristol um, ne- the Thursday after the Bristol race. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yes, the Thursday after the Bristol race, uh, playing in a place over there. Or Johnson City. So um, anyhow, yeah, it's been fun. You know what? I, I, I did some music long, many years ago. Some people may know back in the early 80s. Uh, and then woke up one day and realized, oh, my God, I've got two jobs. And if you know me like you know me, I'm pretty lazy. So 
I said, I'm going to stick with my day job, you know what I mean, which is driving a race car, because that's all I really ever wanted to do was drive a race car. But I love music, and I've been very blessed to be able to end one career as a, and drive a race car and then work for NBC, do some of this stuff, and, and stay connected to the sport you love. Uh, but at the same time, be able to go out and do some stuff. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be a rock star. I'm not going to be that big guy. But I love going into a, to a place, played the Evening Muse, played the Spinning Jenny, I don't know, two or three other places, Muddy Creek and Winston-Salem, and have played some places, just 50, 100 people, 150 people. It's just a lot of fun. You got any dates beyond the charity ride? Uh, well, I got, I'm, I'm going to have to take a few days off because I'm having a baby. There uh, is that. I, there, there is, is that coming. That coming. Well. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I, I haven't booked anything. I don't think we – I think I end this one, uh, which is April, and then I'm off May, and, and I know I'm off May and June uh, because what we do is basically – I've just taken that time off to spend time with Morgan and our new baby um, and just to be at home. And then our season starts, obviously, yeah, our right. season, NBC, and I'll have to be gone a few days. I'm trying to work with, with Dolphin, some guys, and uh, maybe if I go to Texas, I can play somewhere on a Thursday night or a Wednesday night before we get started and some of that stuff. So I'm trying to book some stuff and do some stuff in some different race cities right. just because I'll be there. Uh, I, I told Morgan, I said, I'll take the baby with me. I said, on my back? Are you kidding me? There's nothing better than a guy with a guitar with a baby on his back going into a bar. Sounds like a joke to me. Hey, a guy walks into a bar with a baby on his back and a guitar. Sounds like a Kyle Petty song. Yeah, it's a Kyle Petty. It's a Kyle Petty song. It's a Kyle Petty truism right there. That's it. So, um, yeah. So hopefully, I, this year is going to be a good year. This year has been a good year music wise, and with a baby coming, it's going to be a good year. And Morgan is due when? In June. June, June okay. the eighth. My birthday is June the seventh. Um, so the baby is is due June the eighth. Well, definitely congratulations on that. Thank I have you. one more completely self-indulgent question I've been meaning to ask you for a long time. I've had a acoustic guitar, Kyle, in my possession now for six and a half years, and I've learned like four chords. Come on, dude. How did you learn, and what would be your advice to me on learning how to play guitar? Okay, I'm going to tell you how I learned. And this this is crazy. The first, obviously, I had I had watched people, or I'd seen people on TV play. Very few. Uh, let, let's go back, because I started playing when I was 12. So in the early 70s, you had some stuff on TV. But the first guys I really saw play, first guy was Marty Robbins, uh, who drove a race car, and he would sit around the, the hotel or out by a pool and sing sometime. And then there was a, a preacher named Bill Frazier who came to the racetrack and had the church service before MRO long, many years ago. And he had a guitar, and I have his guitar. I learned on his guitar. He took it back, and then I bought it back from him. So that's the guitar I play now. Uh, honestly, it's the guitar I learned on when I was 12 years old. It's a 64 Gibson J45 with an adjustable bridge. It's beat up, but it is a great guitar. So anyhow, I got that guitar, and there was a guy in Randleman, North Carolina, named Daryl Griffin. And my mom took me to him. And basically, I went to Daryl, and I go once a week, and he would teach me a chord. Huh. A, B, C. So once I got through the chords, then he taught me minor chords. Um, a, B, C, D, E, F, G. And then he taught me House of the Rising Sun. Because with House of the Rising Sun, you, you pick with your fingers. It's a finger-picking song. So after I learned House of the Rising Sun, he's like, you know what? If you want to learn, you'll go home and sit in your room and learn to play. You know the major chords. You know the minor chords. You'll figure it out. And that was the end of it. And I've been playing ever since. So I think it's like anything. Honestly, um, you've got a guitar. You get a chord. But there's enough YouTube out there now. But, but honestly... <laughs> If you really want to learn, you just learn. And that's the way it is with anything, whether it's golf, whether it's, it's whatever. You, if you have that, that desire to, to take it to the next step, but it's you that learns. You know what I mean? It's like learning. And, and listen, reading music is like learning another language. 
Um, I don't I, I don't even speak a first language, but I can <laughs> read music, so I, I do know that language, so I'm okay with that. All right, that sounds daunting, but I'll. I mean, you can do it, man. I got faith. At this in you. age, like learning a new language is kind of hard, but no, it's but not. if you can not do for it, you. All right, you're my inspiration. Good luck with everything. Thank you. The tour, the music, the baby. Thanks for being on here, Kyle. Thanks to Kyle for being here. Thanks much to Morgan and Ginny at the Kyle Petty Charity Ride for helping coordinate this interview. The NASCAR on NBC podcast has new episodes released each Wednesday. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the NASCAR on NBC podcast, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, wherever you download and listen to us. Thanks so much to those of you who have done ratings and reviews. Those really help us out. Uh, the NASCAR NBC podcast also is available on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and pretty much wherever you download podcasts. If you have any feedback, please send it to me on Twitter, at Ryan is my handle. Thanks again for listening to the NASCAR NBC podcast. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.